Well, what have we here? We have a new episode of the Nexus of Pop Culture and Sherry Road just five days after our last one. And they said it couldn't be done. They doubted us. Mm-hmm. They're the naysayers, mm-hmm. the people of Fancy Feast. Well, you know, that's, uh, that's what Fancy Feast does. And they know that. They know yep. that they do that. It's, it, Fancy Feast is probably the great heel turn of all time in terms of uh, cat food products. <laughs> Indeed. The great heel. So you think that's bigger than, than uh, 1990, uh, is it 96 or 97, Bash at the Beach? Uh, hey, ask Meow Mix. Take my word for it. They'll, they'll, they'll let you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, that's that. I mean, if, if, if I can't trust you and I can't trust Meow Mix, then, then my that's goodness. The thing is, you can't trust Meow Mix. You can't trust Fancy Feast. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying if I can't trust you and I can't trust Meow Mix, who in the world can I trust? Well, I know who I can't trust. So what and you're saying is piece. we can put a man on the moon, but yet here we are in the you know, 2024 and we still can't trust the makers of a quality cat food. That's, that's correct. That is absolutely correct. And it, it's, a little bit, it's a little bit disheartening. It's, I'm, very, I'm, it's I'm, very disheartening. But you know what's even more disheartening, Stephen? Blowing a 17-point lead in the first half? Yes. Yes. That is quite possibly the most disheartening thing that, uh, that these eyes have seen in, oh, these 50 years. <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll have a, a historical point of reference for that. So we'll, we'll jump right in. This is our NFL championship game conference uh, review. We did our preview last week. Um, so let's talk about the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Detroit Tigers 34-31. to 31. Let's uh, let's call them the Detroit Lions, though, not the, sorry. Not, not the Tigers. <laughs> the Lions, sorry. Uh, yeah, um, I, I'm going to let you talk. I'm I'm still too emotional. <laughs> so as we know, there was a blown lead, uh, 17 unanswered points by the Tigers. Followed, <laughs> sorry, that gummit, Bobby, 17 point blown lead by the Lions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh Followed by 27 unanswered points by the 49ers. Uh-huh. Um, the blown lead can be attributed to a few things. Uh, one Ford is going for it on fourth down uh, mm-hmm. instead of going for three points, which I think I, I've heard different things today. Uh, I think you go for it the first time on fourth down. I think with eight minutes left in a conference championship game and you can tie the game, you tie the game. Agreed. Um, and then we can look at... Um, you know, there was some crazy things happened. It's really, it's a really weird day because I feel like neither of these games, the score reflected that they were much closer than they actually were. Because I feel like San Francisco ended up beating Detroit only by three points, but I feel like San Francisco really dominated uh, the second half of that game in a way that made it seem totally different. Um, so we can, if we kind of look at things where things started to fall apart for Detroit was. Um, you know, there was a lot of drop balls during the game, um, yes. passes that should have been caught. Detroit seemed to abandon the running game mm-hmm. that worked so well in that first drive. Mm-hmm. Like four plays, and they scored a touchdown. In the first half, period. Yeah. 
the, yeah. you know, the, the running game was, was well established and San Francisco didn't have an answer for it. Right. And it seemed like they just didn't go back to it. But then you had the weird stuff. The mm-hmm. stuff where you just know, and they some people will say it's momentum. I don't think that's mm-hmm. necessarily the right word for it. It's just, just it's, it's almost like it's destiny, like the ball off of the helmet. Okay, so so to me, that's the turning point of the game, right there. It is absolutely the turning point of the game. Now, now I I have I have two issues with that with that particular play. One of the issues which seemed to plague both sides of the ball for the Lions during this game, and that was not being able to put two hands around the football. Um, he should have caught that ball. Um, that should have been an interception right there. Yeah. The other thing that bothered me. I feel like was, we saw maybe three or four of those the Lions that should have been picked yes, off in that game. Yes, yes, we should have. And, and two of them were the, were the sole responsible. Uh, oh, you said picked off. Sorry. Uh, I thought you were just talking about drop passes, and I was going to – uh, to rail no, and on, I, uh, I, I definitely agree with that in general, that they dropped a lot, at least at least four. Uh, well, I, I, was, I was going to be particularly hard on Josh Reynolds, uh, who is a veteran receiver and ought to have caught uh, two balls that were thrown his way that could have changed the outcome of the game. Uh, the first being that, that, that first fourth down where they went for it, which was an understandable down to go for, and the pass that Goff threw, although it was not a high-quality pass, it was a very catchable ball. Yeah, I, Jared Goff did not lose the game for the Lions. No, uh, no. In fact, I, I don't even necessarily think the Lions. I, I'll agree with this. I heard, um, I think it was uh, Wilbon, Michael Wilbon, on. Pardon the interruption. I agree with him. He said that this the Forty ers won this game, and I agree with that. I don't think the mm-hmm. Lions blew it. I don't think they choked. Right. I just think that San Francisco played better. Mm-hmm. And then that was the difference in the game. Um, well, but, the other, but the other thing I wanted to say though about that missed interception was when it bounced off of his face mask and into the air. The, the, uh, and I can't remember who was calling the game. Who was calling the game? Let's see. That was the late game. So that was... Um, it was Fox. It was Fox. But it wasn't Buck and, and Aikman. No, who was it? <laughs> um, either way, when the ball bounced off his face mask and into the air, it bounced directly into the receiver's hands. There yeah. was nothing miraculous about that catch. There was no tremendous athletic ability. Heck, Steve, you and I could eat a full meal at Kauffman Stadium with some Korean corn dogs, go out there without stretching at all, be barefoot and padless, and have made that catch. That catch reminded me eerily of this. I think it was the 2000, it was 2013 season. That was the um, the one where Auburn just had crazy endings, um, and there was a pass against Georgia, um, where the Auburn quarterback I can't remember his name right now. Uh, he went back to pass, threw the ball twenty yards downfield, bounced off the Georgia receiver's chest up into the air, and the Auburn receiver caught it for a miracle touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it very much reminded me of that, where that you know, Purdy Purdy's getting credit for that. Where that was a crappy throw, and mm-hmm. and that was that was a thing here. We can kind of compare Purdy's performance to Jackson, where Jackson was pretty much below average most of the game yesterday, mm-hmm. and Purdy either sucked or was really was 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 great. Right, and that yes. was the difference between his team winning and and the Ravens losing. Um, I, I think not only was so the ball at the helmet, then we had the fumble the very next drive. Yeah. 
Yeah, which was I mean, that, yes, that was the. That's, as soon as that so, happened, it was the nail in the coffin. Yeah, it, it was. The game was over at that point, and I actually, I actually was texting, texting uh, my my uh, friend who was a fellow Lions fan at that time, and I said, "Well, that's it. That's it's over." I'm sorry. Was um, my number not available during that time for texting? Well, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm cognizant me, that you're. Yeah, I'm very aware that you're. Check an my phone fan. here. I don't see any messages. Uh, I'm very aware that you're an Eagles fan, so I'm looking for sympathy at this point in time. I'm looking for somebody who is in the same amount of misery that I'm in. <laughs> I think the Lions overall had a great season. They did great. I think they can get back to this point. I think that the only thing I'm going to be critical of is that last drive. I felt like they kept taking way too long. Yeah. They needed 10 points. Score yes. three points with two minutes left. Yeah, I didn't understand. I didn't understand the logic of not just kicking a field goal quickly and then trying the onside kick. I, I would have kicked I mean, the field goal on third down and, and, yeah. and then saved the time there and, and not wasted that time out. That's the part I just really didn't. I, I, I didn't get some of that, that on the last drive. That's the only thing I'm going to question. Um, Shoot, can't remember what's the coach's name. Uh, Dan, Dan, Dan Campbell. I, Dan I Campbell. like I like Dan Campbell. Hopefully, we'll be around for a long time. Well, and 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 you know, so 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 going back to the fourth down thing, and and, and going forward on that second fourth down in particular, um, I, I I heard I heard I heard his press conference, and I, I get it, and I, you know, as 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 a fan, as or even as somebody who was just pulling, uh, somebody who uh, didn't, you know. Is, would not be a Lions fan, but was pulling for the Lions because they don't want the 49ers to win or, or just because, you know, Detroit's had such a long and sad and ridiculous history in football or whatever it may be. Um, him saying, you know, this was our philosophy. You know, this is how we played our entire season. You know, that uh, I, I read a stat on ESPN today that said they went for it almost on fourth down 35% of the time, which is more than anybody's done in a century. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's who they were. That's who they are, and that's who he and is. I, and I appreciate that the first time, but the right. second time, tie yeah. the damn game. Yes, and I, I'm, with you on, I'm with you on that. I wish that he had taken the route of just tying the game. You, that you, need, been... you need points to win the game, and that's, yeah. that's where I have to think. Like I know, and you can say, well, that's why we're going for seven, but still, I, you just got to tie the game, puts the pressure back on a little bit. You, you don't know what can happen the next drive. At least you know you're not losing. Um, and it was, it was, a, it was a very, it was a very odd game. It, what it brought back to memories for me was, is, you know, I lived in Atlanta for a very long time, um, mm-hmm. and watched hundreds of Falcons games. I don't know if that's probably too high of a number, but close to a hundred Falcons games, I'm sure. Um, mm-hmm. and it, in the, I think it was the 2012 season, it was the year the Ravens and the Niners played in the Super Bowl. The Falcons went up 17 to nothing in that game at home in the Georgia dome. Mm-hmm. And then lost that. They blew that lead, mm-hmm. and lost mm-hmm. the Niners. So I, I've seen this happen before. It just it looks, and I I don't want to look too much into what you see on TV, but it just the the Lions players looked a little bit too happy to me. Yeah, on the sideline that was concerning me. It looked like we've got this game, um, and and I was just a little bit worried about that. But I'm I, I can't say I'd be any different. But it would be very tough to to be a Lions fan and and wait that long. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. for, to think and you're going to, to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, and, and and I mean, and that's I mean, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that's where I was at halftime. I was thinking, you know, look, we come out, and even if they score on their opening drive, 
that's still 24 to, to 10 or 24 to 14, which actually they, is what they did. They scored a field goal on their, on their opening drive. So it's, 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 24, uh, it's 24 to 10. And I'm yeah. thinking if we get another touchdown or another two touchdowns or a touchdown on a field goal, this game's over. So, so and, a, co- a correction on that. So the 27, let's see. So it was twenty-four. To, it was twenty-four to seven at halftime. The 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 Forty ers came out and on their opening drive they kicked a field okay. goal. Made it so it was twenty-seven. It was twenty-seven unanswered points then. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. Mm-hmm. So reasonably, if Detroit had done what I just said, if they had scored a touchdown and kicked a field goal, that's a tie ball game, even with the twenty-seven points. Right. But I kept thinking if if Detroit can just get to thirty-one first, they're going to win this game. And, it's, and again, yeah. going back to following the Falcons for a number of years, mm-hmm. you know, 28 to three against the Patriots. At some point, you just get to a point where you're so far ahead, there's not enough time to come back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and the Lions just, they just could not get those points when they needed them. Right. It was, right. It was a very strange, it was such an odd feeling game to watch that. Um, well, and, and, and the thing about it is that the, 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 I guess the thing that I really have trouble with is their kicker is not terrible. He's a good kicker. Right. Is it true you dusted off your old Eric Hipple Lions jersey? <laughs> <laughs> and if you can even remember that Eric Hipple was the quarterback in the early 80s, I'd be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Only because you said it. <laughs> I had forgotten that name, man. Oh, that's fantastic. That was a nice use of, uh, um, that was a nice use of, that was actually wearing my Wayne Fonts polo. <laughs> so nice. Yeah. Wayne Fonts is a very frustrating coach. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So let's go over to the, uh, Kansas City Baltimore game, which again was, uh, these two had just, these two games just, it was the weirdest conference championship Sunday I can remember because when Baltimore goes up seven nothing it felt like the game was over I mean sorry Kansas City goes up seven nothing it felt like that game was over yeah the final the final score of that game was 17 to 10 and I felt like yeah. Baltimore was never in that game right yeah and, and even though and, and even more bizarre was back-to-back weeks and the Chiefs are on both sides of the, the goal line fumble yeah where it hurts them one week and benefits them the next week what are the chances of that yeah yeah and so, I mean, th- this game very simply comes down to this. Red zone turnovers, the fumble, and the interception, the horrible interception by Lamar Jackson, four mm-hmm. Baltimore personal fouls. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Chiefs just having really long drives. I think it was the they had that one in the third quarter. It was like a nine-minute drive. Mm-hmm. And I think that right there pretty much sums it up. I, I, I was frustrated with Romo. Um, in that there's that there's that well, the one where Jackson catches his own pass and Romo's going on to one of the greatest plays you see in the history of the NFL. <laughs> I, I sometimes I feel like Tony Romo doesn't know anything about football. Well, it was um, a horrible pass because it was it was deflected. <laughs> Number yeah. one. So it wasn't a great yeah. pass. Uh, yes, his concentration was great. But I think, what was it, like a 16, 12 to 16-yard gain? Yeah. It, yeah. it wasn't like that play was a game-changer. The people were getting on Romo apparently said yesterday that, you know, that Lamar Jackson needed to realize that 
that the ball is even more important in the playoffs than the regular season. Whatever that means. Well, I mean, this is the same guy that twice called Taylor Swift Travis Kelsey's wife. Yes. Um, I do think this, I mean, this kind of, unfortunately, uh, I really thought we'd see, I didn't, I didn't think we'd see Lamar Jackson come out as Superman, but I didn't think I, we would be correct in our assessment that really he wasn't that great. Yeah. Because yeah. unfortunately that's what he showed. Um, yeah. I didn't see anything. I, I really didn't, I don't like it when a quarterback, uh, or any player shows their frustration like that by throwing his helmet. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, in, in all fairness, I didn't like when Travis Kelsey did it a few weeks ago either. Yeah, I didn't either. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not a Chiefs apologist. Um, uh, I, I, I'm just not. Um, I saw an I, interesting Andy Reid stat that he, at this point right now, if he coaches five more seasons, he's more likely to break Don Chula's record than Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, that has him going nuts in Philadelphia right now. All the sports talk. Do we fire Andy too soon? We should have kept Andy Reid. We'd be better off. Yeah. The answer yeah. is no. A- Andy Reid's last season in Philadelphia was like four and twelve. Yeah. You know, it's, at some point, we know this from jobs and careers and stuff. There, there's a life you have for yeah. jobs. Yeah. And you can only go so far. Right. If Andy Reid stayed in Philadelphia. He wasn't leading the Eagles to Super Bowl victories anymore. Right. Or, or ever. Right. Yeah. Doesn't mean he's a bad yeah. coach. Just means he needs to go somewhere else. Yeah. Plus, plus he's got Mahomes, which he didn't yeah. certainly ever have. That Donald McNabb is not Mahomes. What? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say to that. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I um I you know I, I did take, and I know I know you have really strong feelings about Stephen A. Um, but I was I was surprised today they were you know, and granted I know they have to fill fill lots of time with their with their sports speak, but uh, he made the statement today that uh, Mahomes was uh, a better quarterback than Brady, and and of course uh, what whoever was on the show with him said, hang on a second. <laughs> How many how many Super Bowl rings does Mahomes have? And you know he said two. And and and, and Brady remind us again. <laughs> and you know seven seven Super Bowls. Uh, and but you know Stephen A. made the point. He's like you know when Brady wins his first couple Super Bowls, people aren't talking about Brady. They're talking about the Patriots' defense. And I'm just thinking to myself, are they? <laughs> <laughs> I mean I mean honestly. With with very few exceptions, um, when when you think of Super, you're drawing on your knowledge of the Super Bowl's past. Who do you typically think of? In almost all cases, it's the quarterback, unless you have like an an exceptional running back. Now, to be fair, do defenses win Super Bowls often? Well, and are are there are there teams that are better known for their defenses than they were for for their offenses? Yes, absolutely. I think there's there's a few exceptions. There's, you know, we had the the Ravens uh, in the early 2000s. Yes. That defense, of course, the Pittsburgh yes. Steelers. The Dolphins right. had the no name defense in the early 70s. Um, thinking there was the Bears, of course. Yeah, but um, but even even with the Steelers, when I'm thinking back to those, particularly the 70s Steelers, I'm thinking of Terry Bradshaw. See, I think of Mean Joe Green, and I, and I think of. Um, 
I can't remember. Just Jack Lambert. Yes. Um, Jack Lambert. I, I do think uh, of Mean Joe Green first, and that may, maybe that's being uh, from Pennsylvania at the time. But yeah, I mean Lynn Swan, Terry Bradshaw, Franco um, Harris. Harris. Yeah. Uh, you know Vince Ferragamo from the '79 Rams. Well, I also think of uh, what was his name, Jack Youngblood, that was playing that game with a broken leg. I always remember Jack Youngblood had his name on top of Youngblood. Do you remember that? Because his brother Joel also played. That's right. Yeah. So, like, right above Youngblood, it said Jack. Mm-hmm. 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 That's right. That's right. So, anyway. But so, Baltimore, regardless, basically, st- the Ravens suck. Uh, the Ravens blew it. <laughs> Their first yeah. home conference championship game in 50 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just they just never, even once they got 17-10, they just never looked in it to me. Right. Um, I'm, I'm over, before the game, they're talking about, you know, uh, John Harbaugh is one of the greatest coaches in NFL history. I'm just thinking he's been to one Super Bowl. He mm-hmm. didn't he won, he won the Super Bowl. That's great. Yeah. You know, does that make you one of the 50 greatest coaches? Sure, probably one of the top 30 if you think about it. Right. Uh for if we're just going by that metric, right? But but still like I seemed like they were just ready to crown the Ravens. Yeah. So hard yesterday and yeah. it just it and it wasn't even close. So, um who, what are your predictions for the Super Bowl? Um, keep in I mind think, I'm writing this down. Keep oh, you're mind. writing it. You're writing it down. Gosh, yeah. so I have to. I have to be sincere in this. I can't say that I think the Chiefs are going to score 84 points and the Niners are going to be at uh, zero. By the way, so my I, I did. I texted my friends. I could screenshot you. So my my prediction for the Kansas City Baltimore game was 31-10, Chiefs. So I got the Baltimore score right. My Lions San Francisco prediction was Lions 28, San Francisco 24. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wrong on that one. So who are you picking? What, what, what's, what team and what's your score? Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. And my score is going to be... ...28 to 17. Okay. I'm going to go Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go 38-28. Wow. Okay. And I, I think that Case, I think it's going to be one of these games where Casey stays ahead most of the game. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's 31, uh, 31-21 late. San Francisco gets it within three. Mahomes goes on a long drive, puts him up by 10. That's the end. So you said 38-28? 38-28. And I said 28-17? Is that yeah. right? Okay. We both agree in Kansas City. I, I don't see the Chiefs blowing this game, but I mean, yeah. I don't really know. I just don't know. What, Purdy is so he's, erratic. He's he is. He's got to get more consistent. Yeah. But I think when you go against all the experience of of the Chiefs, yeah, and that, Chiefs, and I think that's... I think I think that's I think had had the Lions had a little more experience collectively. Um, yeah. You know, I know, I know. Um. um Oh gosh, my um, dead gum. I can't think of his name now. The uh, the quarterback, the Lions quarterback. What's his name? Eric Hipple. <laughs> no, that's not it. Eric Kramer. No, the quarterback right now for the Lions. Andre Ware. Oh my gosh, it's like I can't, I can't. What's can't. Chuck Long? 
It's not it's, – it's, it's Matthew Stafford, who they traded. Oh, my word. Why can't I think of his name right now? Scott Mitchell? I keep, I keep wanting to say Purdy. Goff? Uh, yes, thank you. Jared Goff. Um, I mean, I know that he had playoff experience, but so many of those players didn't. You know, yeah. And I think you put you put uh, Purdy up against somebody with the experience that, like the Chiefs have. I, I just don't see it going well. Again, Goff didn't do anything to lose in that game. No, he didn't. He didn't. Definitely. Um, he, didn't do, he didn't do anything spectacular to pull the game out, but also he definitely wasn't – he right. was not why they lost it. So I think it's important yeah. to note that I, I thought his performance was, was, um, was pretty good. Yeah, I did too, and I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, I um, – yeah, you know, I, I, there, I don't. I, there, there's no shame for me in this loss. None, none at all. Um, I feel like it was. Um, I feel like it was a good. You know, I, I feel like. I don't feel like, other than a cut, the drop passes, I don't feel like they they choked. I don't feel like they. And I think you already said that, but they went in with a plan, and the plan didn't work out. Um, that that's kind of the way I feel about it. Um, yeah, I, I wish the Lions just would have taken. They should have taken time off. You don't want to play to lose the game, obviously, but they they didn't take enough time off the clock. Yeah, which was the Chiefs seemed to understand that. Which is Andy, Andy Reid's horrible with clock management, but he seemed to get it in the game um, yesterday. And that that yeah. that pass there at the end, that that long pass that was kind of over the top that clinched the the game for the Chiefs. That was really nice. That. Also, we forgot to mention that one pass where Mahomes just kind of flung it and Kelsey dove for it. That was really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was that was cool. Um, okay, so uh, what else? What else do we have to cover for tonight? So we have a couple, uh, couple, couple random, random. Put it together, collection of of random things uh, ranging from the practical to the absurd. Okay. Well, I mean, I feel like the absurd's probably already been covered tonight, hasn't it? <laughs> So uh, uh, keep in mind, folks, that Scott has no idea these questions are coming. That's true. I have All right, none. Scott, who's your favorite Muppet? My Oh, my favorite Muppet? Muppet? Um, yes. Well, okay, so before I do that, can I do a spoiler and let everybody know who your favorite is? Sure. Because yours is Sam the Eagle. That is correct. Um, and that is uh, – that's absolutely the case. So – now, when we say Muppets, do we mean just on the Muppet Show or any like Muppet like Muppet creation? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just go into the in the within the Muppet Show family. Uh, we're not gonna include Sesame Street here. No Fraggle okay. Rock. Okay. Okay. So I probably am going. I'm probably gonna say, and I think that it's changed over the years. Um. I think that based because of the show, uh, that my favorite is now Dr. Teeth. Okay. Um, I think it probably, I think it probably used to be, it probably used to be Gonzo. And I still like Gonzo a lot. Um, but having watched the, uh, the, uh, the Dr. Teeth show, uh, on Disney Plus that I I really enjoyed, and I'm gonna tell you if you hadn't watched it, I can't recommend it enough. It was awesome. 
I think I, we watched the first episode. I, I'll have to send you. So in this book where I keep our notes for the podcast, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it started off being a, a book I used for a job I had a few years ago. Uh, and in there, I would get bored, and I would draw pictures of Muppets. Okay. And so yeah. I've, in this book, there's a sketch of uh, a beaker, Dr. Brunson, Honeydew, and I have one of Dr. Teeth. I'll have to send you some pictures of these so you can see them. I'm very proud of my Dr. Teeth sketch. Um, I, 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 did you? Were you an art major at Winter? Did I? No, I was not. No. Oh, okay. I wish. I, okay. Well. All right. I so, was... on to our next question. So, all expenses paid. Um, someone offers you a trip to go to Abu Dhabi. Do you have any interest? Um, I mean, all expenses paid. Sure. Yeah, I'll get. I would guess. I, don't think, I, I don't think I'd like Abu Dhabi. I don't. I don't think I'd go even if you paid me. I just. I'd feel like it's a place I probably wouldn't enjoy. Um, why do you feel that way? I don't know. It just feels like it's the. Uh, it's the modern day. Uh, you know, I don't know. Not the. I want to say that. Um, I don't know. It just. It's just based on some of the laws they have there. I don't. I don't know mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't know. I, I, it feels very over the top. Uh, with its wealth and the wealth coming from oil, just just this seems really seedy to me. Something about it, I just I just don't like um, mm-hmm. that people like to go there just strictly because some of the reason was I don't like Vegas is kind of the same reason there too. That's kind of the same thing. Now, but um, so what about Dubai? Do you go there? Dubai. Um, same see, same I'm, same same country, bigger city. Uh, Maybe no, I, no, I don't go to either. I, I don't think I go okay. to the Middle East at all. You, to be honest you just with don't you. go to the United Arab. Okay, well, so I mean, you know, I, I can I, understand I th- that. I think I could take a trip to Jordan. Yeah, um, <laughs> go to Petra. Yeah, yeah. Now we're getting okay. we're getting off track, of course. Okay, okay, so this is this is an Olympics year. So with the Olympics coming up, 2024 is uh, Paris. Are you in? Are you, are you are you an Olympics fan? Do you do you watch? I do. I do watch. Um, uh, first of all, um, we're we're kind of opening ceremonies, fanatics. Um, yeah, same, really, same here. We're whether it's winter or summer, we we're all in on the opening ceremonies. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, now, I, I I will watch sporadically, you know, obviously because things are going on all the time, um, and so that's you know. It's not something that I can sit down and, and just do for, you know, like I watched it. I can't do it like I did live aid, <laughs> but uh, I can, I can, I can, um, I can uh, set aside certain amounts of time to, 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 okay. First of all, to pick out events that I know definitely, yes, I want to see this either because there's an athlete that's, you know, gotten a lot of hype and everybody wants to see, you know, I think of Michael Phelps or Simone Biles or somebody like that. You know, are, are um, there any countries you openly boo during the ceremony, open ceremonies? Well, now I feel like the United Arab Emirates. I have to, based on your response to Abu Dhabi and Dubai. I think Grenada um, is a, also a. Well, I mean, you and I both have some strong feelings about the Dutch. Yeah, that's it's a whole so, other podcast. Yeah. So, which which is better for you, the summer or the Winter Olympics? Summer. See, I'm a Winter Olympics guy. Are you now? Yes. 
Is it because um, of the bobsled? That's part of it. Okay. Or the luge. Bobsled, luge. I like all of it. I mean, I, I, it's funny. The one thing I really don't get into is the figure skating, which is yeah. what most people really watch it for because that just gets to me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, you know, it's hard to watch something that's, that's, that's uh, objective like that. Or is it sub- having, subjective? Having said that, having said that, and having heard your response there, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, uh, revise my answer. I think I'd like to change it. I think I agree with you. I think I, I probably do prefer winter. I think the reason I would say summer is because sometimes there are events that happen that, you know, I just start to associate. And, and you know, the, the 92 uh, Olympics in Barcelona with the, the Dream Team, um, that was awesome. Yeah. I, you know, the, 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 the dominance and, and the quality of that team, uh, you know, I, I don't know. You know, because when 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 you had all star games during that period, all those guys had to play against each other. But putting them all on the same team, um, and leaving Isaiah Thomas off the roster, which I think is still fantastic, um, <laughs> is you know just just good stuff. Um, uh, I, actually, you and I, I watched some. Uh, the only Olympics we were together for would have been the '92 Albertville Games because I have very vivid memories of watching hockey at the SAE house in Rock Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I, but yeah. I, and I think for me, like I, I don't, the basketball, the dream team, well, mm-hmm. that's, those things are fun. I would rather watch international hockey um, than watch international basketball. Um, so do you but, have any, any, do you have, do you have any memories of the 1980 miracle game? Yeah. I, I, I remember watching it. I, mm-hmm. I think it may have been on tape delay. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I do remember what I, I, I swear I watched, I mean, it would have been what, seven at the time. So actually six, yeah. but, but I, I remember that. Yeah. I remember yeah. we met, um, gosh, who was that? Um, my brother did some kind of reading competition at the library and I think it was like, see that I think it was Dorothy Hamill, like uh, stopped by the library in person. Nice. To like give out this reading medal. Mm-hmm. I think it was it was I think it was Dorothy Hamill. I always I confuse her and Peggy Fleming sometimes. Um, all right, so let's shift gears here. Now this is this is the uh, we're getting into the surreal territory here. You're gonna like this one. So keeping in mind both these characters would be human, okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, they're they're the same size. So we're gonna put Fred Flintstone in a fight with Prince Adam from He Man. Who wins? Uh-huh. I, I'm and he's he's Prince Adam. He's Prince Adam. There's um, no sword involved here. Well, you know, I I'm, I'm gonna have to probably, and this may surprise you. I'm probably gonna have to go with Prince Adam. Really? So, yeah. I, I think, okay. First, I, first of all, I don't. Except for when he gets up on his tiptoes to bowl. <laughs> Fred has never been a real physical guy. Are you referencing the the Twinkle Toes episode? Yes. Well, I mean, didn't he do that in several episodes? I mean, I don't, I don't think that's all, that's just one. I mean, they bowled a few times. I, I think Fred fl- fights dirty. Well, th- he may, but Adam is also a tr- he's also trained, and well, and and part of his kind of part of his you know oh I'm kind of a kind of a wuss uh, is, is uh, 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 kind of projection is you know him trying to maintain his secret identity. 
which well, I'm really not sure how he does, given that he looks exactly the same. <laughs> exactly the same. I think I mean, if at we, least, he at least Clark really Kent, ridiculous. At least Clark Kent put on glasses. Yeah, and a hat. And, but yeah, yeah, Prince Adam was wearing a pink shirt or pink jacket and a white shirt underneath. I think I think Fred fights dirty. I think he tags Barney in. Um, oh, I so think I Van, mean, but that I now think, you're, think, you're introducing a, a a whole like oh now it's if, if Fred this... Flintstone's there, you know this isn't in a vacuum. Uh, you know Barney's <laughs> going to be involved. Bam Bam's the strongest baby in the world. I think Prince Adam's in trouble because unless he's He Man, he didn't have Battle Cat. Well, but and I, you know... I think I think Kazoo could kick Orko's ass. Oh. Yeah, well, I, I can't argue with you there, but I mean, All apologies to Stone for the language. He man, I mean, Adam gets in a jam. He's rolling off to the side. And he's pulling that sword off. He can't put no. The sword can't be in play here. Well, then neither can Barney and Bam Bam. I, no, absolutely no, because they're because Battle Cat's in play. I'll even throw a man at arms as that play as a manager at this ringside. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then, I mean, then the lovely Tila has to be, you know, accompanying him, you know, to the ring. So yeah, but, but also... Wilma's going to take her out ringside. Wilma don't play. Yeah, I, I just, I can't, I can't get, I can't, I can't go with you on this one. I, I don't. Wilma's I just... taking out like a giant stone and banging Tila in the back of the head, and she's not looking. I see, I see Fred is needing a nap before this, you know, gets too far. I can see him snoring in the ring. Yeah, yeah. A shifting gears radically once again. Should uh, should the drink Tang make a comeback? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I feel like it went away and it shouldn't have. Uh, I feel like Tang was delicious. It was. It was like a it was delicious breakfast treat. And it was the choice of astronauts. So what the hell happened? I I don't know. I, I and I need to I need to know. Did astronauts um, can... stop? Did astronauts stop being cool? No. Did, I mean, so did, did, can you even get Tang anymore? That's a good question. I think the next and, time we meet up, we're going to be drinking some Tang. Well, I think that I love the that fact that That sounds terrible. Called, that is not code for anything else. By the way. It's called, I, think, I think that it's awesome that it's called Tang Instant Breakfast Drink. I remember being distinctively in a glass jar metal screw top when we were kids mm-hmm. uh, i mm-hmm. think now it's like in a like a orange cylinder um all right so here's a fact i found out that i would just uh share with you mm-hmm. and uh this is the segment known as steve's corner mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. so i learned doing a little research yesterday i did not know that when the the white Sox are looking at building a new ballpark um mm-hmm. and one of the reasons why they're looking is because when they built it's it's called Cellular Field now, but it was called New Comiskey when it opened. So yeah. it was it was the last park to open before Camden Yards. So everything after Camden Yards is pretty much the old style bar ballpark. Almost everything. Not every. And Miami Stadium is not like that. Um, but so they chose instead of going. They thought it was too risky to do the old style ballpark. So and I would like to go and see this. Their their ballpark is actually based on the same design of Kauffman Field. Which gives you the great view from the seats and the um, the wide concourses, um, which is something that you and I looked, liked very much about Kaufman. We sure did. Um, so I'm really curious now. Like I'm thinking, I might like that stadium. I 
Um, and take a look. Did you? I sent you a link. Uh, there's a cool drone flyover. I think you saw it. Of uh, I responded to it. I yeah, responded yeah, to the link that you sent me. Said we were there to quote that you directly. We did. We were. Which I'm we glad, were there. Because I'm, I'm glad you reminded me of that. Because I totally right. forgotten. Yeah, I know. Um. <laughs> it it wasn't uh, it it wasn't uh, the most memorable four days of your life, except that maybe it was. I, I've never heard downward Easter Alexa so much in my entire life. Well, and appreciated it so much either. I don't know why we went to extremes. Well, that's that's where we go. <laughs> the coffee was generally good in the lobby, though. The breakfast was good. Yeah, yeah. And, and a I friend feel... that said we looked like brothers uh, in the lobby on our last day there. That's true. That's true. We had a good time with that. A um, shout out to that. Shout out to that gentleman that we have no idea what his name is. Yes. Good. Uh, to, good to hear from you, my friend. And whatever local penitentiary you're in now, uh, right. salute you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm I'm liking this new format where I just pepper you with some random thoughts. I like it too. I mean, it's 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 challenging yet enjoyable. By the way, and going back to the Olympics, we're all in on the opening ceremonies. We generally don't watch the closing ceremonies. Yeah, I don't know that I ever have watched a closing ceremony. Do you all still do your? You, you do like a homemade flame that you light. Your, uh, the 14 days of the game, right? Do you still do that? What we do is we go to the path of uh, the, the projected path of the flame as it is being carried around the world. And we lay in front of it until they bring it through Kershaw. It's a good plan. It is. It is. So I, you know, I'm that I'm going to stand by it. I'm going to, uh, be appreciative of the results it gets. We've had the Olympic flame in Kershaw, even on non-Olympic years, just because so, I think they're scared not to bring it through. In all seriousness, I think this is a huge missed opportunity for the Olympics to do this, is I think any time there's an Olympic year, uh-huh. so like I said, Summer, Summer Olympics for this year, they uh-huh. should relight the flame in each previous city, and it should burn during the Games. And you could even have some kind of ceremony or some kind of something. But I think that would be so cool to do that. Mm-hmm. And so, like, you would just go back and, you know, um, the last one to light before Paris would be Tokyo because that's where the last games were. And the first one to light would be in Athens, Greece. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, that many days leading up, you'd, you'd light another one. And, and yeah. they would stay – all would stay lit during the games – and then they would go out the end. I think that just makes sense to me. I think that sounds so cool. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. seem to care. I, well, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to visualize all the logistics and how many people need to be involved. Is there going to be, I mean, do we need to, do, I mean, is this going to invite, um, you know. Uh, I, I think he's wearing an ankle bracelet, so I'm going to say no. Okay. Okay. Well. Um, if that's what needs to happen, then yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in favor of it. Um, I'm also curious, you know, what, what do you have another question, or is it time for me to ask our all important night? Uh, it's time, it's time for Mike Schmidt trivia. We're actually over budget here by 13 minutes, but that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, this is this. Is, we're in this for the fans. We're delivering content to you. That's right. That's right. We understand that the demand is high, and that's why that's why we're back five days. 
just a mere five days after the previous podcast. So uh, I'm excited about this. So uh, we're just going to go ahead and get this uh, off our chest right now. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Mike Schmidt accumulated how many hits during his career? I'm going to say it's not as many as you would think. It isn't as many as you would think. So I'm going to go between I – mean, I'm just going to give a range because okay. so I'm going to go between 1,700 and 1,900. It's more than that. Okay, 21? A um, uh, little bit more than that. 22. <laughs> We're going to say 2,234 hits. Okay. Yeah, I knew it yeah. wasn't close. I knew he never got over 3,000. Yeah. Uh, he struck out quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that was because of his sunny disposition? He he really was not a pleasant, uh, not 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 a fan favorite for his personality. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you think that Donna finds him charming? I think she does. Okay. I was just I was just curious. Uh, okay. Well, that's fantastic. So, are we ready to shut it down? I'm ready to shut it down. Okay. That sounds good. Stay tuned for our next episode, which we'll, we'll probably we're gonna try to get another episode in there between now and the Super Bowl. Yes. Uh, and then Agreed. we'll 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 obviously do a Super Bowl recap. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. look forward to more random questions. Mm-hmm. May, maybe mm-hmm. the next episode will just be purely just Scott will have no time to prepare. See, I, I think that then that's what we can call it. Uh, uh, um, so I would, but I would like to request in my non-preparation, that there be some uh, some more scenarios like the uh, the Fred Flintstone versus Prince Adam. Okay, I'll put a little mark next to there. Okay, I thought you would yeah. enjoy that. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was quite enjoyable. Um, not sure where the conversation was supposed to go with the uh, Abu, Abu Abu Dhabi <laughs> question. I just it's one of those places a lot of people go. I was like, I don't want to go there. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I understand that. So I, I, I okay. don't get the fascination to going to a place that's that hot and that over the top and has that many restrictive laws. It just does not seem like. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't I'm even think you. they have Spencer's gifts there. <sighs> uh, but what's the arcade situation? And it's non-existent. I bet. Oh, well then, I mean, I guess there's, there's really nothing else to say. There so. go. All right. Well, All right. sir. Time to leave the Nexus. Time to leave the Nexus. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. Good night. Bye.